Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we're back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins, and joining me this evening, uh, in place of Mr. Derek Diamond, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joey Image. How are you doing this evening? Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I cannot believe that I have not had you on the show filling in for for Derek until now. No, I always thought that just the regular filling was Wally, so... I never even asked. I thought about it, but I never asked about it or anything. I don't want to seem like, uh, you know, I don't want to be like that guy. Can I be on your show? <laughs> well, usually Wally's the, my, my go-to guy. I'm just like, is like he's the guy that'll that'll do anything I asked him to do. So yeah, but yeah. I'm very, uh, I'm actually very excited for why Derek's not here tonight <laughs> for his movie. Yeah, I know. So I haven't seen any pictures yet. I don't know if he's posted any, but I know he said he's doing touristy stuff. First couple days in the Wednesday's yeah. movie day. Well, earlier today he sent us a picture. Uh, he was having a Dole Whip. Apparently, they must have. Gone oh, I to, saw that. I don't know what the Disneyland. hell that is. It's just is it just an ice cream cone cup thing? Dude, you've never had a Dole Whip? I don't think so. I saw that, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but Dole it looks Whip. Good. Dole Whip is a a pineapple ice cream delight that you get in Disney parks, and it is delicious and refreshing. And it, I have dreams about the Dole Whip. I didn't I've know about the Dole Whip. I've never been to Disney Whips. in California, so maybe that's. I don't. They, I, I'm assuming they have it in Florida. Oh yeah, they do. Because because Wally's the one who got me into them. Wally, we went. Me and Wally went to uh, to Florida one time. Uh, we were actually finalists for the uh, the World Series of Pop Culture 
back when that was on VH1, and we got we were in the the casting call, and we got to we were in the finals. Our our team oh, we cool. were called the Party Pack and Neckbones. We got to the finals, <laughs> but we got knocked out right before they you know they were picking the last bit of teams to go on the show, and we we got beat out. I think by a team called the Orlando Calrissians. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrific name. But we were we were in Disney, uh, me, Wally, and our friend Brian. We were in Disney for like the whole weekend. So we were like, well, what are we going to do the rest of the weekend? We were planning on being here for like, a, you know, three or four days. So we were like, screw it. Let's go to Disney. And Wally was just the whole time, he's just like, got, I got to get a Dole Whip. Dole Whips are the greatest thing on the planet. I'm like, what the hell is Dole Whip? I don't even know. What is a Dole Whip? Is that like yeah. Dolomite? I kept calling it Dolomite all weekend. <laughs> he's like, you got to try it. It's great. And he finally got me to try it, and it is one of the greatest things you will ever eat in your life. I don't know how I've never heard of it. It's so good. You get it right I, out, right outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. You just go there, go get yourself a Dole Whip, and it's awesome. Wait, isn't Pirates? Wait, is Pirates still there? I thought they removed that to do the new Star Wars stuff. Uh, no, no, they're Pirates of the Caribbean's always going to be there. That's like a yeah, Disney staple. They changed it up a lot, though. They did add a lot of stuff to it. They put uh, they put Johnny actually put Johnny Depp in it. Which I gotta is, check that out. I, I think weird. we skipped it last time my wife and I were there because we did. We went there. The, the all the Star Wars stuff opened on whatever Saturday it was, and we yeah. had just gotten there Saturday, so we went the following whatever Monday, Tuesday. So we were there the first week. All that stuff opened, like the uh, I don't, now I don't remember what the hell it's called, but all the galaxy stuff. It was really awesome, but, but I've I, never been on Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean is weird now because you go through it and it's still like most of the ride is still like, you know, those animatronics from like the sixties, you know, yeah. they're just like, they're, they're kind of rudimentary, you know, they're singing their pirate songs and stuff. And then you get to where like towards the end where Johnny Depp pops up and he's like almost lifelike, you know, like his animatronics. <laughs> so it's like, it's so stark. You're just like, holy crap. We've come a yeah, long yeah. way in like 50 years. I gotta, I gotta check it out at some point. Her and I are talking about going somewhere. We don't know where yet, but uh, I would love to go to Florida again. Just go to Florida and just go to Disney and get a Dole Whip. <laughs> just <laughs> well, to she wants to go whip. somewhere out west, so maybe we can go to. I've never been to Disney in California. I haven't either. Maybe, no, maybe I should meet. I've been to Florida a thousand times. <laughs> go out because I'd love to go to. Di- I, I want to go to L.A. Just like like Derek. That's where he's actually at. This yeah. weekend, and um, his so, movie, the feature, is playing at uh, Groman's Chinese Theater. The Man's Chinese, oh yeah, yeah. it'll always be, always be Man's Chinese Theater to me. Yeah, either that or Groman's. I don't, I don't even yeah. know what it's called now. I know it's just the Chinese Theater. It's PNC, uh, not PNC. Uh, Y2K. Why not? Why? Why? I don't remember. <laughs> it's some kind of initials. I forget. It's the nine um, eleven theater. <laughs> but basically, everyone that's listening that's not already needs to become a patron, so we can all get airline tickets to California. No kidding. Become a patron. And we'll of the do show. we'll do live we'll do live shows. We can book live shows out there. Oh, that'd be awesome. Have you guys ever done a live show, a live podcast uh, show? Yeah, we've done a few. Um, back when, uh, well, we do them every year for uh, for uh, Pensacon. We do our panel. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, back when we used to have this uh, bar here, a nerd bar called Wayward Kraken, we did there one there one time, and it was great. But then, yeah, of that's course, cool. Kraken closed down because of COVID, and now we have no more cool bars around here. Yeah, that's cool. We should uh, we should get you up here when um when a video game convention is going on. 
Oh, that'd be great. Like the, that's the name of it. I mean, a video game convention. I wasn't <laughs> just saying when any one of them in general. I'm like, that's literally the name of it, a video game convention. I think I've sent you pictures before, um, but it's all retro stuff. It's really you would dig it, man. It's oh, yeah. all retro stuff. What it's it's in the same place where that toy con I took you to last time you were oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in it's in that same venue, so it's always really big. And there's one room with all. Uh, like arcade stuff set up. Like they got a bunch of arcade one ups and guys bringing real machines. And then in the hallway, there's, uh, I, I want to say like classrooms. I don't know really what you call them, but it's almost like they look like classroom settings. So that's where they have the live podcasts and, and signings, stuff like that. It would be so cool. I've talked to them before about doing it. And they were cool when I used to do my one man show podcast, that image guy. And they were cool with it. And then COVID came around and they're like, hey, we're not going to have a convention this year. <laughs> like, okay, then I'm not going to have a podcast this year. Yeah, um, uh, any if anybody listens to this show for a, uh, you know since the beginning, back when my movie came out, I actually went up to to New Jersey because uh, we uh, the movie was in a festival up there, and I got to stay with Joey for about a week, and uh, we went to a toy convention while I was up there, and um, yeah. I'd never been to a toy convention before, but New geez, Jersey Toy Con, was... I think that was only the second first or second one I was at. I mean, was it happened. Awesome. It's, it's every year. I think it's like every. I think it's twice a year here, something like that. But I I don't really go all that much because I'm not big into collectors of that stuff anymore. But it's still it's really cool. Yeah, but there was so much cool stuff there that if yeah. I would have had a thousand dollars just in spending money, I would have spent every dime of it. Okay, oh, that's where I bought my uh my World of Warcraft thrall. Um, Jesus, I don't even know how tall it is, but it's back here somewhere. Actually, you can see it. It's right there with the one with the writing on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I think it cost me a. Uh, Hundred eighty dollars, hundred four. It was one hundred and eighty. The guy wanted, and I'm like, "Listen, uh, can I, can I can you make me a deal?" He's like, "What?" I said, "I'm friends with Chris Metzen. He he voices Thrall. Like I understand he no longer works for Blizzard, but if I can prove to you that him and I are buddies, and I can get this autograph, will you give me a break in the price?" He's like, hundred bucks. So he gave it to me for hundred bucks. <laughs> I sent him. I showed him a picture of me and Chris, and so we knew that we've at least hung out. And then when he signed it, I sent them pictures of it. I'm like, dude, it worked. I got him, you know, I sent it to him. He signed it, shipped it back. And then I made the mistake of posting it online, and uh, <laughs> and he was like, whoa, 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 I don't work there anymore. Can you please delete that? Because people are messaging me like, because he wrote, uh, I think it says like Thrall will return or something like that, and that was after he had like retired. Yeah. So he wasn't there. He wasn't there for whatever it was, three years, two years, whatever, three, four years, something like that. And uh, and he, I imagine he that caused me. a stir. <laughs> yeah, he texted me. He's like, you wouldn't believe how many people are sending me messages. Can you, can you delete that? So I deleted it. And now he's back. And I'm like, damn, maybe I could. Uh... It was 2018. That's right. It was 2018. So yeah, he was I... gone for like four, four and a half years. <clears throat> so I wonder if I could post it now. I had the same thing happen to me a few years ago. Um, all the, the cast of Clerks um, was in New Orleans because they were, they were filming for Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. <clears throat> and right. I had met them over there like to go hang out with brian o'halloran and stuff so i was hanging out with the cast and crew of clerks in new orleans and i took this picture with everybody this big group <laughs> picture and i was like oh this is so awesome and i posted it on twitter <laughs> and marilyn gigliotti who plays veronica yeah, and, right. and clerks came up to her. she's like you have to take that down right now i'm like whoa why <laughs> she's like Nobody's supposed to know we're here. I'm like, oh, God. I had to delete it really quick. She's awesome. I love, she follows me, or we follow each other on Twitter, too. That chick's awesome. Yeah, she's great. I just saw pictures of, um, uh, 
I think it was at the same. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. It was in Edison, the the punk rock flea market. Oh yeah. They they do like two of those a year around here. So my wife and I usually go to Philadelphia and Trenton, and they moved it from Trenton to Edison. And it was this past weekend, and I thought it was two more weekends, so I didn't go. So we didn't go. I didn't even know what was going on. And then uh, I think it was. Oh no, it wasn't. It was Diana, Brian's girlfriend. She posted pictures of it. I'm like, shit! I thought it wasn't for two more weeks. <laughs> so I guess we're not going to that. Yeah, but it was like her and like Muse cut all his hair off. Did you see that picture? Yep, I did. <laughs> what is that? That's not the same. He can't. He needs a wig now to I know. film anything. <laughs> he's getting old, man. So he's losing yeah. his hair, probably. Yeah. Well, I know all about that. It's <laughs> running away quickly. But uh, but we got some news to get to this evening. You ready ready to jump into the news? I am ready for that. If you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story is, of course, from one of our favorite sites, nintendolife.com. Disney's Gargoyles Remastered brings Sega Genesis Classic to Switch this October. Um, Disney announced that the remaster of the 16-bit favorite Gargoyles will be launching on Switch on on the 19th of October. It was developed by Empty Clip Studios. Uh, It was announced last September. I think that was when we talked about it. When it was announced, and um, but they've confirmed that it is coming in October. Uh, let's see, if you've never played it, it is a 2D side-scrolling platformer uh, that loosely followed the plot of the cult series. It launched in 1995, and an SNES version was planned, but was later canceled. Um, are you kind of excited to, to play Gargoyles, the, the remaster? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think I played the original one, but I'm... Uh... I am interested. I am mean, curious. I know it's also going to be on uh, Steam and I'm assuming PS5. I mean, PS4 I heard, but all that stuff works in PS5 anyway. So yeah. I may check out the PS5 version. See, I never I never got to play it on uh, the Genesis. Never played it, but I loved the TV show when I was uh, yeah. you know back then. But I, really I haven't seen that in a while. I should look for that. I think um, we did a commentary track for, uh, I think, the first episode or two a few months back, and uh, that kind of jump-started me wanting to watch it again. Uh, Oh, yeah, it actually does say here. It's coming out for Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and good old games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to look for that series and add it to my server. It's been years since I've even seen it. Yeah. It's great. It still holds up. Keith David's awesome. He needs to be the voice of everybody and everything ever. <laughs> <laughs> he beat the hell out of Roddy Piper and they live. Oh, dude. I, that's one <laughs> of my favorite scenes of any movie ever. Yeah, surprisingly mine too. And I, I hate when they put wrestlers in a movie and they have to do wrestling moves. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds weird coming from a wrestler, but it's so corny, man. But, but not like, that I didn't fight, mind though. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was there was a couple wrestling moves in that in that fight, but it was really good. One of the longest Look, fights mother. in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't only four seconds and a guy does like a rock bottom and Keith David's dead. That's it. Yeah. But no, it was real good. All right. Uh second story tonight, also from Nintendolife.com. Um actually I saw this not this, but I saw something similar on YouTube. Um, prototype for unreleased GameCube platformer game Pickles has been discovered. <laughs> the game about monkeys riding unicycles. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I've uh, never heard of this either. 
Where a Nintendo collector and YouTuber has discovered a lost prototype for an unreleased game developed by Santa Cruz Games for the GameCube. Cake, <laughs> that's the guy's name. Uh, Cake, it's actually Cake Hoarder. <laughs> Bought a Dev Unit GameCube. See the. These are cool. I've heard about these before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cake Hoarder bought a, de- a dev unit GameCube. Inside, he discovered a disc for an unreleased GameCube game. Tested out the prototype and discovered it was for Pickles, a platformer slash adventure game all about monkeys riding unicycles. <laughs> According to Cake, he believes the disc has 12 levels on it split between two different worlds, but prototype is a- unstable. I mean, it's a prototype. He's only got yeah. the first world to work currently. Level in question appears to be a big wharf with wooden pathways suspended above water. He's managed to capture some footage of the prototype, shared it on Twitter. You can check out the footage on his Twitter at cake underscore hoarder, H-O-A-R-D-E-R. Um, there was something else. This is like, I haven't watched this, but this is super interesting. And there's a, there's a dungeon in World of Warcraft where you fight monkeys that are riding giant barrels. Yeah. <laughs> and the barrels are full of bananas. It's the wackiest thing, but that's what this reminds me of. And I love that dungeon, so I got to try this. Yeah, and this is cool. I, and I, I like that uh, the, that guy Cake. He says he's planning uh, planning to dump the ROM of the game online for game oh. preservation, which is which is awesome of him because there's a lot of people out there yeah. that would discover something like this and then be like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to sell it to the highest bidder. Wait till uh, Nintendo calls him. Yeah. <laughs> what ROM online? What are you talking about, kid? Yeah. Oh, uh, Nintendo would be litigious about something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Too. I don't doubt it. That's that's our unit. We want that back. Yeah, I saw a PS2 uh, dev unit. Um, Angela and I were somewhere. I think we were, in Pen- we were in Pennsylvania. She came to one of my one of my shows in Pennsylvania because I'm in Lancaster once a month for, uh, for wrestling. And uh, she came to one of the shows a few months ago and we went to a retro store and they had a they had a PS2 dev unit. It was like seven hundred dollars they wanted for it, which is a bit much. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was like royal blue, and it had like all these extra ports in the back and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, I've never but, um, seen a dev unit in real life for any system. Nope. I think that PS2 was the only one that I saw, or that I've seen in person at least. Yeah. Uh, and this, this cool, uh, next game, uh, next game, the next story is from <laughs> videogameschronicle.com. Never heard of this site before until now. Uh, four more retro games are on Switch Online, including two available in the West for the first time. Uh, Nintendo has added four more games to its Nintendo Switch Online service. Uh, the SNES library gets the Super Famicom version of Kirby Star Stacker, a, pu- a puzzle game that was only released on the Game Boy in the West. This marks the first ever release of the 16-bit version outside of Japan. The NES library gets two other Japanese titles, Joy Mech Fight and Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day. Say that three times fast. I can't say it once. (laughs) And the Game Boy Color library also gets one game, Quest for Camelot. Uh... Quest for Camelot is an old PC game, if I remember correctly. I thought so, too, because when, when I saw this, um, I, I went through the Switch the other night and saw that all this stuff had dropped. Um, there, really, honestly, Quest for Camelot's the only one that really kind of interested me because yeah. I, I do. I was going to say the same thing. I thought that was a PC game back it's, in the day. It sounds really familiar. I mean, I see the picture of it in the, in the, like, the video screenshot or whatever, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. It looks really familiar. I didn't realize it was uh, 
Maybe it was a PC game. I don't know. I know it's old, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm going to try it out this week and, and see what it's like. Some of this other stuff that dropped, eh, like Joy Mech Fight and Downtown Naketsu March Super Awesome Field Day. I'm not really, <laughs> never really heard of them, so I'm just, I'm not really like, ooh, what is this? I might I can, play them I can hear, point. like, I can hear a title called Mech Fight and know what it is. Yeah. But Downtown, <laughs> I can, Jesus Christmas, Downtown, I'm trying to read it. Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day. It sounds like gym class. Yeah, it does, actually. Like, in March. Like, it's super awesome. We're on the field day in gym <laughs> class in March, and it's freezing. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't hear that and know what the hell it is. Makes me think Weird. of Clerks, the, car, the animated series. Like, who is driving? <laughs> oh, my God, Bear's driving. How can that be? <laughs> All right, last I, I was I was actually considering selling my switch. I don't know. Oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I know. I don't. I my my justification to myself was I don't use it. I haven't touched it in probably like two years. Like don't, every once in a while, I'll power it on just to make sure it's still alive. Dude, but it, it is my absolute I, favorite system of the last like ten years. I know. I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> like, I just I don't know. I I've had so many good gaming. Uh, so many good times gaming on that system in the last, you know, since I got it in 2017. I mean, I just, I've loved everything I've done on it. Like Mario Odyssey, both of the Zelda games, Metroid Dread. I mean, there's just been so many great uh, games on that system that uh, I, those are the only games I've really completed. Like, triple a title type games other than yeah. you know days gone and things like that but right right right. but on switch though yeah um i wish yeah, they put I days know, like... gone if they put days gone on switch <laughs> i know you would play it there too. <laughs> I, well I, I would i would have a reason to use my switch because i already have it on my steam deck and my rog ally um but oh, like oh uh, uh tyler watson in the chat room says uh that the field day game is uh, part of the Kunio Kun series, uh, oh, which we know as River City yeah. Ransom. Now I'm interested. Okay, yeah. now I'm interested. I love River City Ransom. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that at all. Okay, well, now I'm yeah. going to go play it. <laughs> yeah, I love River City Ransom. Now I'll probably check that out. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I bought it originally for Breath of the Wild, and then that just didn't grab me. Like I, I played like four or five hours, and I'm like, eh, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I think I even bought the little, um, uh, the card. You know, the cards you can scan, like the NFC mm-hmm. cards you can scan. I bought a pack of those off of eBay. It was like, yeah. I, I think there's twelve or something in there. I don't remember. Or I paid twelve dollars maybe, but um, I just just never grabbed me. Yeah. Like every one that you scan gives you like a different free. I just it's weird because you scan it and then the item just drops out of the sky. That's like, cool. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> so I do them all in a row really fast, and it, every, all this crap is falling. But like that never grabbed me, and I wanted Super Mario Odyssey, but I was like kind of bummed by Breath of the Wild, so I didn't even bother. But I do have uh, Wallachia, which is such a good game. Like that's oh, that yeah. Castlevania type. Mm-hmm. That's a really good game. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm still. I still want to put like a streaming slash podcast slash YouTube um, studio in my basement. There's a one bedroom apartment down there with a with a uh, with a bedroom, obviously. But I want to put it in that bedroom. So I th- I always thought it'd be cool if like behind my streaming setup, I had a shelf with like the ROG. I'm pointing to it as if you could see it, but the ROG Ally, my Steam Deck, and the Switch, right? Like all three handhelds. Uh-huh. I don't know. 
You know what I think you reason. should do? I think you should go get your Switch and download Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. <laughs> go play that for a little while. I have that on uh, I have that on Steam, I think, which I use a controller for when I play it. Well, which one do you play? Is it the 8-bit uh, the original N- one. NES version or the yeah. modern-looking version? No, the, the, the NES-looking one. Okay, because that game's great. I, I, I played it. When I first played it, I'm like, this kind. Of, this is kind of like, yeah, it's too Castlevania for me. Like, well, that's I can just what play it Castlevania. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like, I can just play Castlevania. But then I got, I kind of kept playing more of it, and I'm like, this game's really good. And that Wal- Wallachia game, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. That game is yeah. good too. Yeah, I love the Wallachia game because I mean, it's that's it's, a, that's it's very almost like a more realistic take on the whole like castle and it's hard that game's hard man yeah. i i can't i don't think i can get past the first stage i don't remember it's been a while since i've played it but that game is difficult yeah i got pretty far in it but yeah that game is very very difficult but yeah the the bloodstained games are made by the, the people who made castlevania because konami ain't doing anything so they're like no. well, screw it. we'll go make our own castlevania game yeah yeah and it's good it's it's real good um, all right, and uh, so the last news story for this week is also from Video Games Chronicle. Uh, it says, after 25 years, Sega is bringing Daytona USA 2 to consoles for the first time. Uh, I don't know what Like a Dragon is. I've, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I don't uh, think I either. Classic Sega arcade racing game Daytona USA 2 will receive its first ever home port 25 years after the arcade release. That's a long time. I know. <laughs> uh, according to the latest issue of Japanese magazine Famitsu, which reports the 1998 racer will appear in Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, as the renamed Sega Classic, Sega Racing Classic 2. God, that's hard to say, too. Yeah. Um, in order to avoid <laughs> rights issues. Uh, originally, Daytona USA 2, I, well, this part I knew, was planned to be released on Dreamcast, but project was currently canceled, and they released like a a weird like special version of the original which was daytona usa 2001 so it wasn't really much different than the original if i remember correctly uh-huh. um other games set to appear in the next like a dragon are fighting vipers 2 i've played that which only received a dreamcast port in japan and europe but dreamcast is not uh it's region free so yeah it, technically it doesn't really matter where it came out it'll work i've played that on uh, on dreamcast before um flicky and galaxy force i don't know what flicky is i don't either um previous games in the yakuza series have let players discover and play classic sega arcade games um space harrier fantasy zone virtual fighter 2 super hang on and puyo puyo have been available in the past also um super this isn't in the article this is just from memory but shenmue has an arcade in it also in mm-hmm. in double to city and you can go in there and play like there's a uh, super hang on i think is one of them um outrun and uh, Space Harrier, I think, is also there. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, that's basically it about this game. The rest goes on to talk about the Sega's arcades, man. They, there was, so I heard about this recently. They have a bunch of arcades in Japan. And they, I, so I thought they all shut down. Apparently, they were just sold and then renamed, but they're still open. Uh, I think they were just called Sega Arcade, if I remember. It doesn't really say here. I think they are just Sega Arcades. Right? Yeah. So they they sold off the business in 2022, and then... And, oh, yeah, uh, I remember I remember us talking about this. The, uh, Sega, their, their, the branding changed to Gigo. 
G-I-G-O. Yeah, I actually think, uh, I don't know if I was on the show or if we talked about this, like, in a group text or something, but I remember yeah. talking to you about this for some reason, and one of you, I don't know if it was you or Derek, like, linked me to, like, a picture of it, of one of them, at least, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so now they're Gigo Entertainment, but they changed, so all the arcades are still there. They're just called Gigo now, yeah. whatever the hell that means. I wish we G-I-G-O. still had arcades like that in America, though. <laughs> I just... I just want an arcade like they were back in the like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Uh, I mean, I'll take you to my buddy's arcade, which luckily is four miles from here. It's beautiful. Um, we don't have to go on a Tuesday. We can go anytime, but um, I'll have to bring you there to Billy's. It's Billy's Midway, like Bally's Midway. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's the same logo and everything. He just changed the A to an I. But... Um, yeah, I'll have to take you there when you come up here, man. It's it's great. It's he's a big pinball guy though, so there's a lot more pinball than regular arcade machines. But he's I got uh, something like 100, 130 other arcade machines in the back of the place where where I hang out when I go there on Tuesdays. That um, they're plugged in just so like me and our our little group can play them. But every like month or so, he'll swap out like five or six, and then he'll rotate them back in another month or two later or whatever yeah but that's the only one that i really know of that's around here that um there was a couple that angela took me to like we went to boston for for vacation i don't know two years ago three years ago and we went to one uh retro store that had a huge arcade in the back with the same thing and behind their arcade was just a wall and they had another like 30 or 40 games that the owner would swap out every couple months or every few weeks or whatever but I don't know. That's the only one that I know of, man. It's like Billy's Midway, which is great. I mean, I love going there, but there's got to be something else. Yeah, we have a uh, a Margaritaville uh, here that has a huge arcade in it, but uh, the thing, it has some great stuff in it. But like over half of it is ticket machine type stuff, you know? Right. Like the, that reminds me uh, when you said Margaritaville. There's also a place around here called Marcade. Which is uh, it's owned by a guy named, by a guy named Mark, so Marcade. <laughs> um, I, I don't even remember where it is. I've been there before. I, it's it's funny because uh, this guy Mark that owns Marcade, I've known for many years, and I, I we lost touch whatever long time ago. Uh, nothing you know nothing happened. We just lost touch, and um, we he ended up adding me on Facebook a couple of years ago. And I put pictures. I was there one night, and he wasn't there, so I didn't know it was his place. And he responded. He's like, you know what the uh, M-A-R-C in Marcade means? I'm like, I don't know, Mark. He's like, yeah, I own that place. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I, I owned it for, like, whatever, seven years or something like that. So now I know two guys that own arcades. I, you know what, man? You're going to – here's what's going to happen. There's no – no no. Uh, this is not uh, – what's the word? Not negoti- Non-negotiable. You and your woman are going to move up here. We're going to find a location. We're going to open a retro <laughs> store with an arcade in the back. Yes. I, so, uh, I dig I that. Know, five or ten bucks an hour, maybe, to play whatever arcade you want, something like mm-hmm. that. I think the, I think Marcade is like ten bucks for two hours and fifteen dollars for three hours, something like that. Um, and everything is just on free play. Yeah, it I like the name is. Flipping Great Pinball, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I never heard of that before. Um, uh, Tyler in the chat room is talking about an arcade podcast called Padukin, and they are based <laughs> out of an arcade in Tallahassee called Flippin' Great Pinball. Which is, it's cool that there's like a podcast area set up in an arcade. I know. That's the dream. That is the dream. That, oh, that would be an, a great addition to our, <laughs> uh, our, our retro store slash arcade. 
But and uh, I I would I'd put my one up there. I'd put my my one up in there, right. and because there's 2,400 games in there. So if we don't want to buy something for we don't want to buy Commando for 400 bucks, yeah. like, all right, it's on, it's on here. Just play it, and I'll, and I'll put a printed list on the side of every game. Yeah, people could dig through and see if it's on there. Yeah, um, but and it's running... got a coin, it's got a working coin slot in the front of it, so hey, we can turn it on if we, we need. Get about ten of those, we could be making some money. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, but we're running a little bit late tonight, so we're gonna skip this I month of video game history. I, I, <clears throat> and uh, I, actually, before we go into the review for tonight, Wait, which can, I can, can I just bring up one thing in this month in video game history? Sure. Two thousand September seventh, Sega.com launches SegaNet, oh, their yeah. online console gaming network, which came out uh, a year after Dreamcast. And luckily, thanks to the Dream Pie and Raspberry Pi, I can still get on online with Dreamcast and still play Fantasy Star Two online. That's crazy. Uh, I loved Sega Net. What? That so you can twenty three years old. You can still get on a Dreamcast oh. online. Yeah, you need uh one little piece of hardware that you can get online for twenty bucks from uh I think it's Dreamcast.store or something like that. That's nuts. Yeah. It's so cool. And a Raspberry Pi. Huh. And, and you don't even need a monitor or anything. You literally just plug this thing in, download the program to the uh to the SD card and plug it in, and when you turn it on, it's automatically connected. Wow! It basically tricks the Dreamcast into thinking that the um, the the modem adapter is a broadband adapter, mm-hmm. and but it works. It's great. I played Fanstar Online. I don't know a few months ago. It's 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 crazy that, like you said, it, it is crazy, but it's so cool. But it's there's, crazy um, that there's that many people still playing online that you can get online and play it. Yeah, like that's what if blows you, my you, mind about it. it if you go to dreamcast.online slash now, it will show you everyone that's online at the moment and what they're playing. All right, so, we're, we're going to have to do an extra episode one month with you and <laughs> just talk about Dreamcast and everything so, you can still do. Oh, that would be awesome. So right now, like, McDaddy US is playing Sonic Adventures 2. <laughs> uh, and then Unnamed is playing, I don't know, it doesn't say. It's just wow. He's at the menu screen. It's so cool, though. That just blows my mind. That would be like you telling me that, like, <coughs> you know, you could get online and still play, like, a, a Super Nintendo with people online. Like, that would just be so weird. <laughs> I have to get my, um, I would have to get my Dreamcast out of the closet and the Dream Pie and hook it all up, but I would love to do that. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. But uh, before we go into the review tonight, uh, I'm going to do our Patreon shoutouts, which is usually Derek's job, but I'm going to do it this evening. And uh, let's see, we're going to start out with James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. on Discord, who's one of our newest patrons, Mr. Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mike Evelyn, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mr. Tyler Watson, Axeblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage. Rampage! Staff Sergeant I hope that was Sketch. good enough, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Gus and Penny. <laughs> Matthew Salmon. Mr. Joey Image. Uh, at Joey Image YT. And yeah. M- Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Thank you all for being patrons of the show. And um, if you're not a patron, now is the perfect time to do it. It's the beginning of the... Well, actually, it's not. is it still the beginning of the month? What is the date today? It's today, September 11th. Holy yeah. crap. We're all sort of. I mean, within <laughs> the first two weeks, I consider it the beginning of the month. Ooh, man, this month is flying by. But go yeah. go be a patron. Last month, me and Derek put out a patron-only 
uh, show all about us talking about Tears of the Kingdom. That's a Tears of the Kingdom spoiler cast, if you will. And you, you I should listen to that because I'm probably not going to play. It. I was avoiding it because I'm like, no, oh, what if I get it? But you know what? I'm probably not going to get it. So whatever. But if if that only, or maybe way it'll make me want to get it. Yeah, it might. Go listen to it. You might actually yeah. might make you want to play it. But uh, but yeah, if if you're a patron, go check that out. If you're not a patron, that's the only way you're gonna get it. And you can get it at the one dollar level. Even at the one dollar level, you get uh, your own personal RSS feed where you get no ads in the show. And uh, like I said, you get the and usually all of our extra Patreon content, the commentary tracks we do every month. You get about a month before everybody else. And we've done commentary tracks for everything. So go check it out. If you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And uh, all you new, if you're a new patron, send us your social media so we can give you a shout-out on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. So tonight, I will be talking about... Let me find the music. Here we go. run-and-gun game published by Taxan for the NES based on the toy line of the same name. It was produced by Ken Lobb and developed by the same Japanese team that later formed Kid. A sequel developed by the same team titled G.I. Joe The Atlantis Factor was released the following year but was published by Capcom after Taxan went out of business. Uh, The player takes control of a team of three 
G.I. Joe characters, each with his own specialty. The goal of the game is to navigate through six stages on a mission to finally bring down Cobra. And you can play as Duke, Snake Eyes, Blizzard, Captain Gridiron, and Rock and Roll. Uh, and later on, you get to play Hawk. So that was actually one of the coolest things I thought about this game is it sort of has that uh, original Ninja Turtles uh, thing where you can switch between the players and they act as sort of like a, uh, you know, like a, 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 an extra life, if you will. Yeah. As you're going through the game. Like a did, tag team. Yeah, yeah. And did did this game, we're roughly the same age. And I don't know if you were into G.I. Joe as much as I was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when I was a kid, but I lived and breathed He-Man and G.I. Joe. Those were my two guys. I still love all that stuff, man. And uh, for some reason, maybe because this came out in 91. Oh, even Buddy. Listen, Buddy's like, I want to talk about G.I. Joe, too. Buddy the Italian Beagle. (laughs) Yeah, he's screaming over there. I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah, that boy some treats. <laughs> but uh, but I think maybe because this came out in '91 and the uh, the Super Nintendo was coming out, like maybe that's why this kind of went under my radar. Like I didn't remember this game being a thing until relatively recently. I think it went under mine too because I played it today actually. Because I saw that you were reviewing, or you, you said last week you were reviewing it, so I played it today. I went through like a slew of NES games this afternoon, and I played both of them. They're, this one and uh, Atlantis Factor, or whatever the hell it's called, are basically the same, just different maps almost. Yeah. But I thought it was crazy that, because uh, I was wondering why the second game came out and was produced by Capcom, and the first one was Taxant. Because I was like, that's kind of weird to have a sequel come out under a different publisher. Right. And they look so similar. Like, if you play these games back-to-back, they are very... I mean, you could definitely tell that they used a lot of the assets from the first oh, yeah. game in the second game as well. It was Atlantis Factor. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, yeah, was... at first, I didn't know which one came out first. Because I was looking these games up, you know, of course, Googling them because they had popped up in my YouTube at, yeah. some, at one point. And um, there's a speedrunner that I like called Arcus, and he was playing, and he was playing G.I. Joe Real American Hero. I was like, I've never seen this game before. So I jumped on Google and was looking up, and I saw both the games. I was like, well, which one came out first? Because <laughs> you would think, like, you know, Capcom would have been the first one to come out. And because right. I was thinking maybe, because they did this a lot back then where two different companies would, would put out games of the same sort of IP and they would be completely different type of games from one another. But yeah. like I said, these were actually developed by the same developer, just published under different, uh, under different companies. But it was the same team making both games. Yeah. I didn't get very far in the second one at all. Like that one's difficult. Yeah, I didn't play I mean, very much. I didn't of get the, that good the in the first one either. Uh, the first one actually, uh, I I did some uh, streaming of it about a week or so ago. I um, watched that for a little bit, yeah, and uh, played a little bit more after that. Didn't get real, really much further than that. I think I got to what like the third level. Um, to the got to the third boss before I I stopped uh, streaming. And the thing was, is uh, 
the first time I played this uh, about a month or so ago, um, or three weeks ago, something or something like that. The very first time I played it, I I didn't know that the controller I was using that the select button wasn't working. So I'm playing this game and I can't figure out. Oh, that's what you used to switch from fist to a, a gun. Fist to gun, and I'm like, why are there no guns in this game? Like I'm going, through, <laughs> I'm going through the game punching everything, and I'm getting ammunition, <laughs> but I have no way to shoot. And I'm like, what? And I looked up the game manual. You just throw the bullets, that's and it didn't do. say anything about hitting the select button to 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 change weapons. And so I'm like, how do you play? Like I'm literally. Got through the first day. I, I the whole final boss took me like an hour because I was trying to punch this plane out of the <laughs> air. <laughs> Until later on, I figured out that my controller was bad and the the select button wasn't working. So the second time I played it online was when I after I had figured out like, oh, this game is a lot easier when your freaking select button works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he agrees with you. I yeah. don't know if you hear him. He's still yelling. But I was playing that whole damn game just punching everything. <laughs> it's like, how do you shoot? <laughs> it was so stupid sometimes. <laughs> uh, did you finish the game or no? No, I got. It? I think oh. I got like right to to the middle of uh, the fourth level. Um, God, I, think I, 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 I didn't, I didn't even get to the fourth boss, I don't think. Um I got a little further than where I stopped when I was streaming. Um, but the, the thing I like most about this game is the graphics and the music for this game are freaking top-notch, man. Yeah, I, I dig it a lot. I didn't get very far, but I liked it. And the controls, actually, once I figured out that the controls... <laughs> like, that, the controls for the game are pretty tight. Like, the, the actual platforming... Of the Are game. you using like a USB, um, like an NES, a regular NES controller? Uh, yeah, it's uh, um, actually I have yeah. several di different controllers that I use. This is one that I use a lot. It's uh, it's just a Hyperkin. Um, okay. It's like oh, it's a, an NES controller. Yeah, it's like oh, a Super NES, NES. Uh, Super Nintendo controller. Super, yeah. And um, I have my other one that's literally just like a uh, uh, an NES controller, and that's yeah. The one I have the, uh, I have my, like two of those USB and two Super yeah, NES USBs. My stupid select buttons not working on it anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I switched over to my SNES Hyperkin, and it actually worked. How far did you get in the second game? Uh, I didn't get far at all. I don't even think I no. got through the first level. Like I, I, I know I didn't. It's the one. second one's a lot harder than the first one. And that's what I heard too. I actually uh, looked up a couple of YouTube videos uh, of some people speed running it, and and I, I actually saw a uh, review of the second right. game from Capcom, uh, the Atlantis yeah. Factor. They were saying that um, it's a great game, but it's definitely um, not that it's harder than the first game. It's just it's a little long. Like some of it's monotonous. Like it's kind of longer than oh, the yeah. first game because there's a lot of times. In the first in the first game, there's some levels where you go. It's kind of like a maze where you go around um, in in these platforming levels, and you're putting uh, explosives, you know, throughout yeah. throughout the place so you can blow up, you know, the building. And in the first game, it's like you know you do like at most I think like four or five explosives. Yeah. But in the second game, it's like a you know do like twelve explosives. <laughs> yeah. or like I remember watching you do the first one on your stream. Yeah. 
And it's it's that kind of fun. Level. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. But, yeah, I could see where that would get monotonous because it is sort of like you can get lost very easily if you're not yeah. paying oh, attention. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that type of uh, it's that type of game. But it's not all like that, though. There's a lot of it where it's just straight platforming and you're going through, uh, you know, it's just... It's your basic running gun, and, and I forgot who it was that was watching me on the stream said it reminded them of Metal Slug, and that's sort of what it oh, reminded yeah, me of, yeah, too, yeah. Like, a, like an NES version of Metal Slug. I can see that. I can see the, the resemblance there. But I thought it was really awesome, and, the, and this would have blown my mind as a kid, being able to switch through the different Joes throughout the game. And yeah. another thing about the second game, I think they said there's more Joes to choose from, in the second game, because there's like an overhead map world. I couldn't you... figure out, like, when you start, when you start, it reminds me of Mario 3, because it's got the overhead map right there, and you yeah. move around to each spot or whatever. So I did that, and I went to the first one, and I, I could only use, uh, I think it was like Duke. And I don't know what buttons to hit, because yeah. I kept hitting select, and it wouldn't change anything, so I don't know what the hell I did. Um, but I, I, I couldn't figure out how to change, how to pick a different guy. And also in the second game, too, there's also like a, uh, it's almost like RPG elements where you can kind of upgrade, <clears throat> where you collect all the different, uh, you know, uh, power ups and stuff and you upgrade yeah. your weapons and all that type of stuff. That's kind of cool. And I, they say it's really cool, but for some of the later Joes that you get, like you don't get enough stuff to. Oh, um, yeah, right. Know, put so points late in the game. into, and they're, you know, so late in the game that like they're kind of lame it's kind of yeah it's like, a like they're really time. underpowered so yeah so th that's one of those things that kind of they not that they say it ruins the second game but it's just one of those things where, like why would you put you know a lot of joes that late in the game where you can't upgrade them to a point where they're usable you know yeah but that's what you play gi joe for i mean that's why we collected them yeah. as kids like you want all the joes you want to and that's <coughs> sort of if they were to do a GI Joe game now, that's what I would want to do. I want to be able to pick from like fifty different Joes, and they all have like different stats. You Did know? you play the uh, the PS4 one that came out like two years ago or something? Was it based it's off free. the movie? No, no. It was based off the the cartoon. It was horrible. Really? It got it got terrible reviews. Um. I bought it just because it's G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of it. Um, I played it for hours, too, but it was horrible. It was huh. stupid. It was like the same. It's almost, it was almost like the same map. Every stage was the same map. It was just you were like a different character and you had to kill different guys or whatever. But yeah. it, it wasn't. I mean, that's not a good review. But, but see, that's, uh, all, that's all I really need. That's not an, a very informative review, I should say. But it just. I don't even remember what it was called. But just go to YouTube and look for like. G.I. Joe PS4, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. Uh, Tyler in the chat room said it's a beat em up like Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> they are doing one. But honestly, like that sounds awesome to me. If they were to do a game sort of in that same vein as Shredder's Revenge, but give me different G.I. Joes to go through, like make it almost, almost like a more realistic, not realistic, but a little more graphically advanced than, like, Broforce. Something Oper like Broforce. Oh, Broforce was so good. So the G.I. Joe game is called Operation Blackout. Let me look this up real quick. Operation. Wait, what is G.I. Joe Wrath of Cobra? This is a, just just came out 10 days ago on, for, on IGN's YouTube. Official trailer. Huh. 
I don't know. Oh, it's a new game. Oh, boy. Ooh, what is it? What's it called? The G.I. Joe Wrath of Cobra? This is a game? It looks like it looks exactly like the cartoon. Oh, if they're giving me a game that looks like the cartoon. Yeah. Will it be available in 2024? Is this real? This looks amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, see, the first comments is finally the game we all wanted as a kid. G.I. Joe, this is, uh, this is from IGN. Uh, yeah. This was August 31st. How did we miss this? I don't know. I'm looking at I'm watching it now too. I've never seen this before. G.I. Joe Wrath of Cobra is a retro style beat 'em up set for PC and Nintendo Switch. Where'd you see that? Uh it's on IGN. Um Oh, I'm all, all right, I'm on I'm looking at the YouTube video. Uh, Gameplay revolves around combos, dodging and parrying. There's hand drawn pixel art and classic cartoon cutscenes with an arcade inspired soundtrack from T Lopes. Uh, who did Sonic Mania, Shredder's Revenge, Streets of Rage 4, uh, Mr. X Nightmare DLC, and Crush 40's lead vocalist Johnny Gioli uh, from Super <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. Uh, this see. looks awesome. Dude, this, this looks does incredible. look like TMNT. It does. Are you, it looks, st- are you seeing the YouTube video? Ask it. Yo, well, I'm looking at the screenshots right now. They have. All right. So if you, if you watch the YouTube, like when you get to like one minute and twenty, that's gameplay. Dude, ask and you shall receive, man. Oh dude. my god, this looks so good. <laughs> I need a million dollars in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? This is coming out when? Um, Twenty twenty four. Not soon enough. No kidding. Maple powered games by Freedom Games. Oh, this looks so good. I don't know how I never heard of this. I completely missed it, but man, that looks good. Uh, yeah, it just says uh, the first quarter of 2024 on PC via Steam, Epic Game Store, Good Old Games, and Nintendo Switch. Can you post links in um in the chat or no? I can't. Uh, I let me. Well, actually, I don't think it I, it I just put a link to that uh, that gameplay uh, video. I'm in the going chat to room, put a link to the uh, the IGN article into the Discord <clears> under the. <throat> Oh, cool. Self promo. Yeah, I have to read that. I didn't see that. I just went. So the, it's still it's IGN, also the YouTube video, but all it says is check out the reveal trailer for blah blah blah. It would be available twenty twenty four. Doesn't actually say anything about it. This is awesome, dude. This man, is... <laughs> this looks good. Asking you shall receive, man. That was weird. <laughs> this is a redemption for this garbage um, Operation Blackout game. No kidding. But back to the NES game. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on this big now. I'm on a big I judge. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, a rise of Pinto arise. Tonight. Honestly, I would say the NES game, the original uh, Real American Hero, is more is is worth the go um, the uh, going back and playing it. By the way, Operation Blackout is on Switch also, so you could probably get it. Cheap. Well, I don't know. If it's probably really that. cheap now. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> just, just, I got it just to have it and. It's terrible, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say if you're uh, if you're an NES collector, this is something that needs to be in the in the collection. I'm gonna look up on yeah. eBay. Real it's quick. on it's on eBay. The Operation Blackout game is on eBay for Switch for fourteen dollars. Sealed, brand new sealed. <laughs> My God, two fifty. Oh wait, never mind. This is just a box. Oh man, the uh, the NES game goes for quite a bit of money these days. Uh, well, actually, there's one here. Um, buy it. Are now. you looking? At, are you looking at eBay? Yeah, there's uh, there's one that's buy it now for thirty one ninety nine. Oh, oh, there's 
There's a <laughs> Jesus. There's one with no uh, just a loose. Just a loose cart for $87. Yeah, these are going to run you anywhere from 75 to 100 bucks for a, just a loose cart. Yeah, $31.99. Uh, There's no CIB ones at all. Here's one with a box and a con- uh, the, the uh, instruction booklet. $355. Oh, I didn't even get to that. I saw there's a, there's a Atlantis Factor one. Complete in box for 185. Yeah. Even the Atlantis factor goes for a good bit of money. There's one here, uh, ninety-seen dollars. There's three fifty-seven. Forty-nine ninety-nine. One. one buy it now for forty-nine ninety-five. What? Wait a minute. Nintendo NES GI Joe the Atlantis Factor, brand new, sealed. I mean the picture you could see like the plastic wrap. Uh-huh. Twenty nine hundred dollars. Whoa. <laughs> Nobody's paying three thousand dollars for this. No. Are you people kidding me? I mean, yeah, it's sealed. It's still sealed. I don't know how that's unless you're a hardcore GI Joe collector. I mean, or I'm... this is like the last game you need to complete your NES collection. Yeah, no kidding. In it's it's in Yarmouth, Maine. Yeah, twenty nine hundred dollars. That is a lot of money. Shockingly, there's zero bids so far. <laughs> Can't believe this. But yeah, let me look up. Uh, let's see. All eight people. Eight people are watching this, but zero bids so far. Yeah, I would buy say it. if you. If oh, you're there is get actually. It. There's no bids because it's not a bidding. It's only buy it now. Oh my oh, god, yeah. this is crazy. I would say if if you can afford it, it's a pretty good game to have, or just you know go get a ROM. <laughs> you can afford the three thousand dollars. I yeah, I'm not dropping three thousand dollars for a GI no. Joe game. Not gonna happen. If I'm going to spend $3,000, yeah. it's going to be all the toys plus the USS flag. Oh, I was going to say to get your car fixed. Well, that too. <laughs> you can just just do that, get it fixed, and just drive up here. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about the game. I mean, it's your, it's your basic side-scrolling, shoot-em-up. Um, <clears throat> you get to play you know, all uh, at least six different Joes. Uh, you get to play as Duke, Snake Eyes, Captain Gridiron, Rock and Roll, Blizzard, and General Hawk. Um, they all kind of remember who Blizzard is. Blizzard was uh, he is the guy that kind of looks like Snake Eyes, but he has uh, skis. Not Snake Eyes, but um, the the who was the White Ninja? Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Yeah, he kind of looks like Storm Shadow a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I got to look that up. I remember Snow Job. But I don't remember ski or blizzard. Whoa. I was just <laughs> Well, I remember the name Snow Job. Yeah, it rhymes with something. I always thought, like, is this for kids? This guy, because his name rhymes with what it rhymes with. I don't understand how that's on a kids show. Yeah, I don't know. They don't know. Uh, <laughs> they they skirted the line there for a lot yeah. of stuff back when we were kids. Uh, some of the reception of the game, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 30 out of 40. Uh, game Pro gave it 18 out of 25. Nintendo Power gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Um, so really? I would. Oh, give you're it, talking about the original one? Yeah, the original NES game. I, I really enjoyed my time with it. I, it's one of those games that I'm going to end up playing more and more. I would actually lo- like to learn how to speedrun it and play it. That would be awesome. You know, on stream. And yeah. uh, I might actually do that because it, it is a pretty well-made game. I actually enjoyed my time in there. I would give it a solid eight 
out of 10 as far as NES games go. Uh, I can see that. The, the side-scrolling stuff reminds me of Contra. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, it wasn't as fast-paced as Contra, but it's oh, definitely man. in that vein. If you enjoy Contra, you'll enjoy uh, the G.I. Joe game, I would think. $1,950. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking of uh, when you were playing your stream. I, I mentioned in the chat that something about the Atari. I used to play GI Joe on Atari, mm-hmm. so I just randomly looked up uh, GI Joe Atari review, and it popped up some eBay sales. There's one for 1950, sealed in the box and everything. Yeah, I just 400 bucks, 500 bucks, 125. That, I just can't believe not... it. It it just I never heard of the game until a few years ago, or not too too terribly long ago. If you, I'm sure on YouTube there's a video of the the Atari 2600 version, and it looks terrible, but hmm. it's why does this bring me to Bing? Who the hell uses Bing? <laughs> Nobody. Wait, what is going on? But yeah, that's the game. That, that's the one that I used to play as a kid. Was the um, 2600 version? I don't think I knew about the NES one till recently either. But I really much enjoyed. It. I wish I would have played this as a kid. I would have really enjoyed playing this as a kid. And, and it seems weird, like it came out in 91. That seems like it might have been a little bit after G.I. Joe's heyday as well. Like, G.I. Joe was more of a, you know, mid to late 80s. Yeah, thing. I think it, I think the TV series ended in like 87, maybe. They came out with newer stuff later, but I think the original yeah. series ended, was, or maybe it started in 87 and ended in 89 or something. Yeah, it wasn't on very long, but th- that was back in the days where they could do you know, two seasons of a cartoon, but have like 300 episodes because they had to put them <laughs> yeah. out like every Some of day. them were like 56 episodes in a season. Yeah, like what Thundercats. I think the first, I think each Thundercat, the, Thundercats only had like two seasons, but it had like 65 <laughs> episodes a season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Because uh, they were putting those things out, like you, they were playing them every day. Like I remember back then like gi joe was on every afternoon and the weekends like there was never a time when gi joe was not on tv on some channel there there used to be um i'm looking for it now i don't see it but oh no it's still there there's a gi joe by the official hasbro um youtube channel that just plays gi joe episodes 24 7 yeah I, I have that on my TV sometimes. It's just background. Uh, background <laughs> yeah, sound. I watch that occasionally, uh, that uh, G.I. Joe channel on YouTube. Yeah, well, there's there's uh, the Hasbro channel shows the original cartoons, and then the G.I. Joe channel shows G.I. Joe Renegades. That's awesome. Just 24 7. Uh, that's so that's cool. going to bring us to the end of the episode. Joey, tell everybody what you got <laughs> going on, man. Um, I am in. I have a I have a big wrestling weekend coming up actually. I've got a I've got a show Friday. Uh I'm doing commentary now for if anybody remembers uh Ricardo Rodriguez, he was um Alberto Del Rio's personal ring announcer in WWE for two, three years, whatever. He lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so he runs his own company now, so I work for him. So I've got a doing commentary, so I've got a show Friday. Speaking of He Man, did you see my the He Man shirt that I got? Yeah, show you the, the he- button up. Yeah, the he button down. Yeah, so I'm wearing that for for commentary Friday awesome. night. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I also bought uh, a tie that matches the black bandana that I always wear. Yeah. It's the same design, just on a tie. So I'm gonna wear because it's a button down shirt, the He Man one. So I'm gonna wear my bandana that I always wear, um, the tie that matches, and then the He Man button. 
That's so awesome. anyway, Fetch Friday uh, in Lancaster, then Saturday is a wrestling fan convention during the day that I'll be at representing that company, actually. And then Saturday night, there's another show in Hamburg, Pennsylvania at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, which is a legendary uh, venue. I think was a airplane hangar during World War II. It's enormous. I loved wrestling in that building. Anyway. Um, besides that, you can find me on all socials, and uh, well, now as of last week, you can find me on Xbox Game Pass PC. Um, Joey Image YT as is in Joey Image YouTube, uh, just at Joey Image YT on everything. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Starfield, so um, it's it's I I know it's on Steam, I think, but when I bought my RG Ally, it came with three months free of Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's the one that works on both, right? PC and uh, yeah, an Xbox. Yeah. So I don't have an Xbox. I don't need one. I mean, I have my PS Five. Um. So I've been playing uh, Starfield on that because it came out last Tuesday, I think. So I'm on there. I'm on PlayStation. I think my PlayStation is. Uh, I think that's still Joey Image, but whatever. All social media, Joey Image YT. And Thanks. I will put that in the uh, the show notes. So if you want to go. Follow Mr. Joey Image. Please go do that. Yes, and, uh, please. For open micers, this week, we're, uh, actually tonight in about 30 minutes, I'm going to be talking to comedian Steve Byrne, who, uh, if you don't know who he is, yeah, you do. Go look him up. He's been on The Tonight Show a million times. He's got four different specials you can go check out. He's awesome. He does a podcast with, um, with Joe Gatto from the Impractical oh, wow. Jokers called Two Cool Moms that he does. <laughs> and uh, So go check him out. Go check out the Open Micers podcast at Open Micers. And I think that's going to do it for this evening. So let me play our music here. If you want to email us, email us at <coughs> nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. That takes you to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, and our merch shop, which is ncrmerch.com. You can go get t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media at NerdCaveRetro, at JakePunktastic, at Derek underscore Diamond, and at Mr. Joe, at, at JoeyImageYT. And you can leave a review for the show and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. And that helps us out. And it only takes a minute out of your day. So go help us out just a little bit. Just a little bit. And if you want to watch the show live, go visit my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at jfunktastic. And like Derek says, may the way the hero lead to the Triforce. Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it! This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.